Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Happy hump day to you, life, love, and liberty lovers. <laughs> I almost said libertarians, but and I love my libertarians. Too bad we can't like coalesce. Right? Love my libertarians, not so fond of the uh, godless approach, leaving God out of most things. And also not really being able to coalesce around anything other than complete autonomy and sovereignty from any form of, you know, uh, um, collective good, if you will, not to be confused with socialism. So speaking of collective good, collective good, how many of you have been celebrating the lift of the diaper face diaper mandates in the sky? Not to be confused with the law, by the way. How many of you have been celebrating that? Well, not so fast. I'm about to tell you why. This is, here we go, the DOJ to the rescue. The of Justice is weighing in tonight on the national travel mask mandate being overturned. It says that if the CDC concludes that requirement is still necessary on public transportation, it will appeal the Florida judge's ruling. Now, the news comes as the TSA is no longer enforcing the mandate, leaving it up to businesses and individuals. CBS's Errol Barnett is at Reagan National Airport with the latest. There was jubilation in the jubilation. sky. Passengers found out masks were no longer required. No one's going to be happier than we are. <laughs> one flight attendant celebrating in song. That had to be Southwest. They have the most fun in the sky. <laughs> All major U.S. airlines made mask wearing optional once the TSA said it would no longer enforce the federal rule. Optional. Airport officials in Houston today carting away these mask requirement signs, the nation's busiest airports, all making masks optional. The White House, hoping to keep the mandate in place through May 3rd, was caught off guard by Monday's announcement. CBS is standing next to someone without a mask. President Biden for his view. <laughs> Inconsistency remains in places where local mask mandates still exist, like Philadelphia and New York City. So for now, flyers into those cities will have to mask up once they land. There was also Unbelievable. Okay, so you're going to have to mask up once you land into Philadelphia and New York City. Uh, if you missed my show yesterday, go back, catch that. I had Andrew Giuliani on with me, as well as uh, Daddy Giuliani came on at the end of the show, which was a lovely surprise. He's running for governor of New York. Uh, you know, hopefully he can restore sanity to New York. That would be wonderful. Um, but, you know, you, you got to love the DOJ, right? And the CDC and people who still believe that there's any form of efficacy around wearing a face cloth to prevent viral infection. It's truly astounding. Not to mention, 
how many people wear them incorrectly? They're wearing the wrong kind. They become a fashion statement. I mean, this has become an industry unto itself, as you all know. But here's the funny thing for me. So I found myself walking around the house this morning. She's kind of mumbling, you know, just kind of going through the news stuff of the day. And I just got off of Twitter and someone was all proud of herself because she has not been on a flight in over two years and I'm not going back now. And I thought, I hear you, girl. Like I, you know, I put over 5,000 miles on my car just last year driving to and fro from different uh, business destinations because I didn't want to contend with the continued abuse. And I don't use abuse lightly. I'm not going to lie. Like there's a part of me that just wants to get, I want to get on a, on a Delta Airlines flight and stand up and be like, you know what? All of y'all can just kiss my, yeah, because the way we were treated for the past two years, and I'm not like a trigger, an easily triggered person, but when I'm paying unbelievable money to fly and I'm an adult And I know how to behave and conduct myself. And my health is my business, not yours. Your job is to fly the aircraft and to make sure that your passengers aren't so drunk that they're unruly and causing problems or cussing or watching porn, right? Let's get the flight crew in order here. Let's get our job duties in order here. Can we start there? As a pilot, I don't need you to come on and tell me that you care about my health and the safety of my viral load. Nope, don't, don't even care what you think about that at all. Save your billboard money, Delta and other airlines. Don't care what you think about my viral load. Don't care. Here's what I need from you. I need you to fly the aircraft. That's it. That's all I need, right? And so get me in the sky, get me through the sky and get me, you know, into a controlled crash, otherwise known as a landing safely. That's it. That's, and, and hopefully you could get me there on time. But if, if you haven't flown for the past few years, good on you. But then you have no idea how rotten these people have been in the airway, in, in the air. And talk about the unfriendliest of skies. And it wasn't just my experience with Delta, but primarily because that's who I fly quite a bit. And being a hometown airline, historically, I've enjoyed it. But I got to tell you, the funnest airline to fly for sure is going to be Southwest. And they are very friendly. The biggest problem with Southwest, I find, are its passengers because people act like they've never been there before, like they've never flown. And because it's like a cattle drive and everybody, you know, it's it's a free-for-all. Like wherever you are in that A through Z trying to board your flight, people get on. They're, they're like trying to, they're trying to game the system, right? They're trying to be like, they get in their seat and they put stuff next to them so nobody will sit next to them, hoping that the last person that will get on, you know, will like be somewhere back toward the lavatory. I've done it. I'm guilty. And I've been called out by the pilot, which is hilarious. But I sit in the bulkhead on Southwest. I'm like, I'm first on, first to get off. Got plenty of leg room and I don't have to deal with people who don't understand what overhead luggage sizes really are. Right. And so it's a whole rodeo to fly as it is, much less have some egomaniacal, I don't even know, like androgynous being in TSA who's super happy about being able to pat me down and feel my underwire and my bra. Yeah. That person saying, pull your mask up. I mean, you literally feel like I would imagine that that's how prison is. Seriously. Just people barking at you, yelling at you, 
We're the busiest airport in the nation in Atlanta, and I'm embarrassed every time I go there because of how people treat international flyers coming in and out of our airport and domestic flyers. It travelers, it is awful. TSA is awful in Atlanta as far as manners goes. You guys could use some of our money, our tax dollars, City of Atlanta, and train your people on how to be friendly before they ever get into the unfriendly skies. I digress. So clearly, clearly triggering moment for me. When I fly, I'm spending money to fly. I've got a lot on my mind because I have a destination I'm trying to get to, whether it's for vacation or mainly for business, right? And flying is already nerve-wracking for most people. And to be barking at people in line like we're a bunch of imbeciles who don't know how to take our computer out of our bag, and maybe someone just forgot, I don't know. And some people really don't know what the hell they're doing whenever they're traveling, let's be real. And so, but be kind, be kind. So before we all celebrate, just know the DOJ is to the rescue again, right? With the CDC who has proven they're not right about anything ever, literally nothing, nothing for two years, right? So this is where we are. And so I had to ha- I had a good, a little bit of a chuckle this morning because I thought, no, no, no. Some people would say, Monica, give it a rest. A victory for, for some of us is a victory for all of us who are against these mandates, not to be confused with laws, that will actually get you kicked off of airlines. I see now where some airlines are saying that they're uh, contemplating allowing some of those flyers to come back to their airlines. I tell you what, here's my, this would be my response to an airline who kicked me off of an airline because of a face diaper. Shove it. No, thanks. Not interested. Find another one. There's plenty of other airlines that are happy to abuse you in the skies, right? Southwest historically has not been one of them for me. I have to tell you, they're a ton of fun, very friendly, kind, mainly fun. You have a lot of people that should have been on Broadway who fly for Southwest. It's phenomenal. And so you get a little bit of a show, you know, Um, it's a little bit of a cattle drive. I'm not going to lie, but you can game that system. If you know what you're doing, you pay 40 bucks, get yourself an upgrade, get up to A1 in the bulkhead, game on. You're not going to have a bunch of kids sitting up there with you, but just screaming people, you know, people, you got to know how to fly if you're going to fly and be happy. But the face diapers have been kind of an equalizer for everyone, right? And all of the sanctimonious ones, man, they just love it because it's like the big plaster on their face that I'm doing my part to save humanity. Okay. So as you know, they've all been triggered for the past, you know, three days now. Oh, it's been glorious to watch the fallout because (laughs) it just reminds me of how weak-minded people are that I know how to pray. I know I shouldn't be celebrating that, but it's like you jerks have held the rest of us hostage for the past two years with all of your false sanctimony based on false and fake science with fake news and now all of a sudden we're supposed to feel bad because you because the rest of us actually get to make a choice and you do too. Wear your stupid face diaper if you believe in them. No one cares. Do you. Leave the rest of us alone. So let's uh, be mindful and in prayer that the DOJ actually you know puts its nose where it should be, which is not in face masks on airlines or public transportation. It'd be great if the DOJ actually did its job and quit harassing Americans. If it wasn't weaponized, that would be amazing. 
but it is. All right. I'm going to move on to something else. I'm curious. This came up today and I really hope this young lady takes me up on my offer to come on my show. She's absolutely beautiful. And she's an Australian. She's an Aussie. And you've seen her videos regarding lockdowns there. And she tweeted something uh, about uh, families, about relationships. Okay. Matter of fact, let me go, let me go, let me go, go, go. Let me go, go, go. Evelyn Ray. Evelyn, she's lovely. She says, ladies, you shouldn't be more respectful or more enthusiastic serving your employer than serving your husband and or family. That's always first priority and where your greatest work should be done. Then she says, likewise, a man's greatest work should be protecting and providing for his wife and or family. There's no greater gift a man can give to his children than loving their mother well. That's in Genesis 2. She quotes Genesis 2.15. And so you just saw some people like heads explode, right? And I said, amen. With regard to the ladies, you shouldn't be more respectful or more enthusiastic serving your employer than serving your husband or your family. That's always first priority and where your greatest work should be done. I refer to it as your first ministry. Your first ministry, whether you're male or female, husband, wife, is always to your family. Right. And so whenever you look at it that way, clearly as a man to provide for your family, if you're a single woman, this does not apply to you. So I'm referring to married people, obviously. Right. And so some people in the, in, in, in church women included, uh, have fallen into the trap of, well, I'm woman, hear me roar. You know, uh, I can make my own bank. I got my own stuff. And we have a whole culture of music around that, right? It is a culture of thinking. It is a way of thinking. It's pervasive. And it's like, well, I'm going to depend on myself. I'm not going to be at the mercy of a man. And I'm going to have hyphenated last names. No offense. Uh, but it's, or I'm not even going to take his last name. What? I mean, what are you doing? I don't understand that way of thinking at all. The hyphen, fine. I'll give you a little bit of grace on that, but minuscule. But whenever it comes to, um, whenever it comes to not taking your husband's name, it's like, what are you doing? Like legally shacking up? You know what I mean? I mean, it's just crazy. It's silly. It's just silly. And so I agree with her. I agree with Evelyn. That ladies shouldn't be more respectful or more enthusiastic serving your employer. Now, sometimes you are that, you become that way because you feel so underappreciated at home. I'll give you that. You feel so unseen, unheard, uncared for, uncovered, all of it. I get it. It's the big un of your life. And so you go to work and you've got people who respect you, honor you, find value in what you bring to the table. But ladies, here's the deal. God finds value in you, in your role, your office, your your honorable office. I'm going to call it an office because that's what it is, the office of wife. Whenever you think of it that way, and then you could take role out of the construct, the, the wordsmithers of the left that like to patriarchy everything, um, you know, take role out of it, but it's an office. Someone selected you to be their wife. Someone thought enough of you or themselves both, hopefully to put you in the office of being their wife, 
mother of their children. And whatever you, and whatever you look at that as a blessing, that, that office as a blessing, what comes with an office? Don't ask your local politicians because they're not doing a very good job living it. But what comes with an office, right? When you're an officer of something, there's a huge responsibility. There's honor. There are successes and failures. There's prioritizing, right? But God honors, and I take it from me as someone who's been widowed for over 23 years now, um, being married, being a wife is an honorable thing. Unless you're married to a real jerk. I'm just kidding. But some of you are so um, unhappy. You're just discontented because there's usually a wealth just a river, a raging river of unforgiveness under your bridges and your bridges are out. And so your strangers, especially if you've been married for a long time, or you might be on your third husband, I don't know, husband or wife. But here's what I do know. Being a wife is a blessing. Being a husband is a blessing, right? And and that's why many of us in the church um, railed against any adulteration of the the sanctity and the sacred the sacred nature of a marital union between um, a wife and a husband a man and a woman it's it's very serious business according to the kingdom and it's glorious business in the Orthodox faith I love how marriage is seen because it's seen as it's seen as the most direct view of how God relates to his creation right it's sacrifice it's love it's passion it's compassion it's order it's prioritizing and that's how God relates to his creation. He loved us so much and loves us so much that he sent his only begotten son here to die for us, to redeem us unto himself. He's so jealous for his creation in a godly way that he did not want to lose his creation to death, and to fear, and hell, and destruction. And so he sacrificed himself to come for his creation. And so there's a sacrifice that comes with the marital union. And it's that you prioritize your spouse over everything and everyone else. And so if something is calling and that don't get it twisted about, well, I got to have a job. Nobody said not to have a job. Of course you do. Your first Duty is to provide for your family. But let's be real, America. Let's be real. Can we Can we just be real for a second? Can we just be candid? Just be candid for a second. One second. Okay. Many of us live in such a way in this country. Listen, we have storage facilities in America. <laughs> I want you to think about that. On every corner, there's like a beautiful air-conditioned, climate-controlled storage unit for our 
Think about that. Think about how wealthy we are as a nation that we have stuff that we need to pay someone else to store that we will never use again. I speak from experience. I just cleaned out my storage unit. By the way, I would never use this storage company. So close to calling them out. They're here in the local Atlanta area and they're awful. So uh, I would never use this storage company again, nor do I think I would ever use one again unless it was for a temporary basis or I had a business where I had to store some things somewhere and I was working from home. Um, Maybe. But it is a racket. The storage industry is a racket. It is worse than used car salesmen. Sorry, but it is. But think about think about what that says about us as a nation. All of our stuff that we work to accumulate and store up all these treasures in this earth that that moths and eat through and men come and rob us of, you know, I mean, just everything the Bible tells us to store up our treasures in heaven, right? And those treasures in heaven are the relationships that we have here. It's how we prioritize. It's how we love. It's how we care for. It's how we provide for. It's how we protect and nurture. Those are the treasures that we store up in heaven for ourselves. And it starts with our families. Our first ministry is to our families. Whether you're single, whether you're married, but for sure if you're married, your first ministry is to your husband and to your wife and then your children. Don't get that twisted. I've ministered to many couples who've got it all just butt backwards. Right? And the kids are up in the bed and the kids never leave the bedroom and the kids come first and my kids come first. And at my age, I'm like, if I date a dude, if I go out with a guy and he's like, well, my kids come first and I, and I kind of, I'm like, okay, all right, I get that. But is that guilt speaking? Did they come first when you were married? Like, what are we doing? Are you part of the guilty daddy divorce syndrome? Like divorce daddy syndrome? What are we doing? What are we talking about? But if I'm going to marry you, then your kids and my kids and my kids grown anyway, married, got our own kids. So whatever, but I'm not competing with somebody's children. What? And some of you would be like, well, you shouldn't have to compete. That's his children and they're important. Right. But at is, if I'm going to take the role huh, office of, of being his wife, I'm not competing with kids, not doing it or some crazy ex-wife either. Not doing that either. Nope. Not doing it because my sanity means more to me than dealing with your mucked up choices from the past that you cannot lay at the feet of the cross and get yourself back in order again. Nope. That's not my burden to bear. I'm very clear about that. So no offense, fellas, but get yourselves in order. Right? Quit dragging that, all that stuff around with you, the guilt, the shame. You know, if you mucked it up, own it. Plenty of people have gotten divorced and gotten back together. God can do some amazing things. Now, we are a nation of more than enough abundance. I just said we have storage units on every corner of this country, right? And so what does that tell you about where our priorities are? We work, 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 work. Well, Monica, you don't understand. We couldn't, we couldn't survive if I didn't have a job. No, that's not true. You could survive. You just wouldn't have all of the little extra things that you have in life. But you could survive. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to leave you with this. 
What is it costing you in the way of your heavenly treasures? Pursuing and storing up the things here on this earth that you will leave behind. The moths will eat through it. It will mold. It will decay. It will burn down. It could be flooded, right? It could be taken away from you for not paying your taxes. So effectively, everything that we've been blessed with, we have been called to cultivate and to nurture, right? Husbandry can go past agricultural you know, terms. But there's a real husbandry that goes on in our families. And if your career is taking you away from the ability to get honest about what you're lacking in your marriage, in your relationships, that's a problem. And it's out of balance. It is out of order. It is out of godly order. So I agree with pretty Evelyn Ray. And um, I encourage you guys to follow her. She's a great follow. Very smart young lady. Uh, She's on Bannon's uh, war room quite a bit. And uh, she's kept us surprised of the nuttiness that's going on down under. Um, And yeah, I look forward to having her on my show. And we can talk further about this. I love it whenever I find sisters who understand godly order. Because there's nothing more beautiful than people who are submitted to truth and freedom. There's nothing more beautiful than that. You can't pay for that. You can't cosmetically construct it. You can't replicate it. It's transcendent. And something I've been saying quite a bit in the past few days is to transcend, you know, where we are right now as a nation, um, to transcend and to, you can still live life more abundantly, but you got to get things in order. And part of that, you know, the beginning of that is understanding who you are, whose you are, and the offices that you've been blessed to hold in life, right? Right now, my office is as a single woman. And so I'm a single godly woman, have not always lived that perfectly, do not get it twisted, wrote a whole book about it, right? But I get up every morning and I, my intention and my prayer, my words, my heart, my mind are dedicated to doing and saying and thinking and feeling the things of God. Again, fail, face plant daily, almost hourly some days, just depends on the level of dumb that is around me. See what I mean? Uh, but I still get up and I keep rolling because this isn't about being some hyper-religious person. This is about life more abundant. And you were created for life more abundant. You were created for greatness, for goodness, because your father is great. The creator is great. The creator is good, right? He is hopeful because he's the God of hope. And so many of you have this vision and life down inside of you. Let it begin with your family. God, if you will honor your families first, he will honor everything you put your hands to that is of him. But you got to get things in order. I There's nothing more beautiful and attractive to me than a husband, and I don't mean attractive in like some seductive way. Uh, I'm talking about just like, wow, a godly, a godly attractiveness, right? Than a man who knows how to order his life. That's awesome. A man who knows who, who, who has positioned himself 
in the in his family in a godly manner and knows where his wife sits, where his children sit, certainly where Christ sits as the head of him. I mean, that's, and it is attainable. It just requires humility. It requires something that doesn't, uh, it's not, it's not very, um, it's not very natural for men, not very natural for women either. Although we do want to be covered. And I think sadly, most of us as women, particularly single women and a lot of married women do not feel covered. And you feel like you have just won the booby prize with the husband that you chose. Um, but you know what? I've seen God do a lot of amazing things with the booby prizes. Just telling you. So honor your commitments, right? Keep things in order. Speaking of commitment, I am committed to bringing you great blessings, favor, and people in your life. And Gold Co. is one of those blessings. I'm very proud to partner with them. I'm very honored to partner with them. MonicaMatthews.com backslash Gold Co. Protect your assets. Again, part of godliness is protecting what you've earned. It's protecting, it's being wise, it's being prudent, not irrational and hysterical and terrorized about what's going to happen in the stock market. And, you know, some of you guys love playing with, playing with your cash. I get it. But these are hairy times and not for the weak at heart. And, and many of you have worked like you're, you're coming up on that retirement time, right? Where you're like, "Mm." and some of you don't even know where your portfolios are. Some of you don't realize that your portfolios are actually uh, in bed with many things that you don't align with. How about that? And your portfolio managers couldn't even tell you where your portfolio is. So here's one way to take full responsibility for your hard-earned money. MonicaMatthews.com backslash Gold Co. Go get yourself some information. And after you get the information, go over there and get yourself a pillow and some house slippers and bath sheets and bath towels and bed sheets and all the other cool stuff. I, when you go to mypillow.com, there's a link uh, at the very top of the page. It's going to be like the store is what I'm going to call it. And it's a store that has like all these amazing products in it. I had no idea that Mike Lindell was basically helping other people uh, who have products to bring to market through this, through his link which is awesome. I love it. And it's another reason why I've partnered with MyPillow.com because I believe in what he stands for as a patriot, as a Christian, and as a business owner. I love it. And so I support MyPillow.com. I'm asking you to do the same. And when you do, use my name, M-O-N-I-C-A. Bless your uh, wives, girlfriends, grandmama and them. Everybody, Mother's Day is coming up. Go buy some folks, some slippers. Other than that, that's all I got for you beautiful people today. I'm out of here. Face diapers. Unbelievable. I think I need therapy over that. Just kidding. But I do have to frequently forgive those mean cat ranchers in the sky. All right. Pray for our DOJ. They need it. Until tomorrow, be good to your neighbor, beginning in your own mirror. Follow me everywhere. And uh, if you're an American, act like one. <laughs>